This episode is sponsored by me, Andy Hill, the host of this show. If you're looking for someone to support you on your family, wealth, and happiness journey, I'm taking on a select number of coaching clients this year. To work with me one-on-one for your family finances, go to marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching to learn more. Think about it. If you start a custodial Roth IRA for your child when they're eight and the average retirement age is 65, what is it? 57 years of accumulation of wealth. When did we start our Roth IRA? In our 20s. This show is dedicated to helping you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Welcome to the Marriage, Kids, and Money podcast, everybody. This is Andy Hill, and today we're going to do two things. First, we'll be answering a question from the Marriage, Kids, and Money community about how to start a Roth IRA for your kids. Second, we're back with our net worth win segment. We're featuring Christina Cardozo from New Jersey, who grew her family's net worth to a half a million bucks by age 34. She's going to share how she hit this half millionaire mark so early in her life and how it's helping her become work optional. Hmm. All right, let's jump into today's show. I received a question from Anonymous on Instagram, and here it is. How can you do a Roth IRA for kids? I have two kids, and I want to invest for them. That's from Anonymous. Anonymous, thank you very much for connecting with me on Instagram. Everybody, if you want to connect with me on Instagram, I'm at Marriage Kids and Money. That's at Marriage Kids and Money. Make sure you look for any sort of double Ys or dashes or anything like that. Those are scammers. I am just at Marriage Kids and Money. There's people that are trying to steal your money through Bitcoin. Don't talk to those people. Just talk to Marriage Kids and Money. Anyway, back to Anonymous. <laughs> Anonymous, what a great and actually proactive question. As a parent, I absolutely love it. I have two young kids myself, and I love the fact that we've been investing for them in their Roth IRA as young kids. But before I go and give you a bunch of advice on it, I wanted to invite an expert, someone who knows a lot about this topic, a lot better than I do. Dee is the founder of Kids Money Academy, and she's here with us today. She is a CPA, a finance instructor at UCLA, and she created this Kids Money Academy to help empower parents to break away from negative money cycles and teach their children about living in abundance. Welcome to the show, Dee. Hi, Andy. Thank you so much for having me. I am really excited about the conversation we're going to have today. I'm excited too. You and I have had the chance to meet in person. We've known each other online for a while, but we got to meet each other in person last month, and I'm glad that we can do this on the show today. Let's talk about Anonymous's question here. First of all, what is a Roth IRA for kids, and how is that different from a Roth IRA that you and I would have as adults? Yes, so custodial Roth IRA, we call it. Custodial Roth IRA is a special type of retirement account for minors. It is, in a sense, very similar to Roth IRA for adults, but there are more rules around it. Like if you want to open one for your child, minor child, then there are additional rules that you need to follow. So, but other than that, all the other rules, uh, contribution limits and all the other rules that we will talk about, I think, are very similar to your traditional Roth IRA. So let's talk age group then. Like, could I open a Roth IRA for my baby? Like, how early can you start with a Roth IRA? 
Yes, there is. The good news is there is no age limitation. There is no age requirement. You can have a newborn and you can start a Roth IRA for your newborn. The only caveat is your child must have earned income. Earned income means your child needs to make money. Okay, so in IRS terms, that's called earned income. So doing chores, helping you out around the house does not count as earned income. So that's that's a biggie, and I get this question all the time. Okay, my child is watching for the, the sibling babysitting. Can I pay my child, and can I then turn it around and put that money into a Roth IRA, custodial Roth IRA? The answer is no. But if your child babysits for the neighbor's kid, then you have a business. Um, your child is self-employed and they can they can definitely take that money and put it into a custodial Roth IRA. Let's use the babysitting example for anonymous here then. So if they have some children that go over and they babysit the next door neighbors, how do you prove then to the IRS, hey, this is a small business my kid has and it's earned income as opposed to just you know chores they're doing around the house? Yes, so documentation is key. Audit trail, as by trade, I am, a, I am an auditor. So you want to make sure there is an audit trail. You can follow the money. Okay, that's what, when the IRS audits you for any reason, that's what they're looking for. They're not, they're not there to catch you. They're just looking for evidence showing that it is a legitimate income. How can you prove that? First of all, you can have a spreadsheet with you know, your child is, if your child is babysitting, you want to keep track of the hours, hours, what time, address, where they are babysitting, who they are babysitting, how much they are getting for that babysitting job. You want to document all of that in a spreadsheet. That's one way to prove it. And then additionally, if your child makes more than $400, then you need to report that income to IRS, right? If your child is making money, you need to file an income tax for your child and pay income tax on that money. So that's another way the IRS is going to say, okay, this person is really doing a babysitting job, making money, paying the taxes in return, contributing that money into into the Roth IRA. That's how you prove it. We've got to have legitimate earned income. They can be as young as a baby and as old as 18, obviously, when we're talking about kids here, or even beyond 18, as your point, as long as it's earned income. And then we need to have documentation of that work. Obviously, this is a lot easier when they're maybe teenagers and they're working at the local ice cream shop because they'll get like a physical you know, check or something like that. That would be enough to prove. Is that right? Yes. So there are three ways your child can make money. Okay. One way is you can hire your child. If you have a business, you can hire your child and your child can work for you. Second way, they can go out and if they have this entrepreneurship in them, they can go out and create their own business, whether it's a babysitting, tutoring, cutting the grass, whatever it is, that there's, it is their business so that they make money that way. And then the third way they can go out and make money for work for other people and make money. And there are, as you know, the several ways to do that. 
and they can usually in most states from 14 plus they are they are able to do that. Got it. Yeah, that makes it a lot easier for documentation. But if you are doing your own business or working locally or you are your own entrepreneur, you're saying as long as we keep good documentation, how about wages? Like, obviously, this can't be crazy. If a child's going to work for me and my business, I can't pay him $10,000 to shred some papers, right? I mean, it needs to be reasonable. Is that correct? Yes. Reasonable wage <laughs> is the name of the game. Reasonable wage. But then I get question: how do I know what is reasonable? Okay, we do have a Google University. <laughs> <laughs> we go on Google and we go to Indeed.com or any other recruiting websites. And we look at to see what is comparable wage for that kind of job. If your child is, let's say, modeling for your business, I would look at different modeling agency and I would inquire uh, pricing from them. I would take that information back and forth if I am emailing back and forth or the information, just make sure the information was up to date 2022 in this case for this year, next year, 2023. You want to find information that shows the market rate for that job. The last step is important. You PDF print all of that information and you put it in wherever you're saving your child's employment information. If you are using Google Drive, create a folder for your child and you put it under there as a pre-employment folder. You create three folders and one of them is pre-employment folder and you put all of that information in there. I love it. Yes. Document, document, document. I love this. Yeah. This is really good information for a lot of people out there, especially people with family businesses. Now, somebody might be listening and they say, ah, you know, uh, I have a family business, but you know, it's like in construction or something like that. How can I hire my kid for business? I don't want him to drive a forklift or anything like that. Is there other ways to be creative to include your kids in their business? Yeah. So if you, let's say you have a construction business, right? Before I even go into that, just, you know, that there are 17 hazardous jobs that IRS do not allow you to hire your child for. And that's very important to know so you don't, you know, cross the line and hire your child for something that puts you in the jail. Yes. <laughs> in yes. jail. So now for the construction business, I can right away I can think of several ways you can hire your child. So there is the in the construction business, there is the construction part, right? And then there is also back end, the business back end, where your child can do any type of filing for you, any type of if you have an office, home office cleaning for you. Your you have a construction company, that means probably you have a you have trucks that your child can wash the trucks and make money that way. So you can pay your child washing the trucks. You have a customer list, probably. They can put that, create some kind of CRM in your systems and they can do data entry. They can, during Christmas, during special days and holidays, they can write up an email. They can create a social media account for you. Let's say if you have seven-year-old, they can, again, they can clean your office. They can wash your trucks. So there are so many ways. And you can also 
have a social media account, let's say you have a baby and you have a social media account or you have these brochures that you can put your family picture in there where your child is modeling for you. So you are kind of showing the customers, hey, you are not only supporting my construction business, but you are supporting my family and you have your family, your child's picture in there. These are all the jobs that your child can do. This is just for construction. And there are so many other, you know, areas people have businesses that they can hire their child for. I love it. Absolutely. These are great examples. It's all about being, yes, creative, but also document your stuff and also make sure that it is reasonable for the children to actually do and reasonable wages. I think this is fantastic. Let's talk about the impact of Anonymous actually getting open that Roth IRA, of course, getting the earned income that goes into the Roth IRA. What is the impact of investing early? Let's say Anonymous has a, you know, eight-year-old or something like that, a 10-year-old. You know, what is the impact of them investing this early for their child down the road? Great question. And let me ask you a question. What do you think child has more than you have right now? Oh, I'm going to cheat. And I think I know the answer, <laughs> D. I think it's time. Time. Time and energy, <laughs> Energy right? for sure, <laughs> yes. <this> energy. <laughs> time, time, time. Compounding interest. Longer they, they are in the market means longer they have a chance to ride the roller coaster, right? The markets are up and down, up and down. It will never be linear. So they have the longer time in the market. That means that they can ride the roller coaster and also they can accumulate more money. That money will compound over time, over. Think about it. If you start a custody Roth IRA for your child when they're eight and the average retirement age is 65, what is it? 57 years of accumulation of wealth. When did we start our Roth IRA? In our 20s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why I'm so passionate about this topic, because every parent needs to find a way to open a Roth area for their child. I love that passion. We've definitely taken advantage of that in our household. As an example, everybody, Zoe is really into editing videos. And so she edits a lot of my short form videos that you'll see on social media and gets a little bit of guidance from dad as the customer, but she's really great at it. And I'm also fostering some connection between me and her about this family business that we have. So it's definitely something I'm enjoying with connecting with my daughter and and helping to create that generational wealth for the future. Now, Dee, I know that you have some great resources outside of what we talked about today. Tell us a little bit more about Kids Money Academy and how people can and uh, maybe get some support from you. Sure. So Kids Money Academy, I help parents raise millionaire kids with generous hearts. So that's my mission. And I do have a lot of resources. You know, we add more resources every every week, every few months. But right now I have, since we're talking about the Roth IRA and how to uh, kind of how to hire your kids for your business, I do have a course called How to Hire Your Kids. And I show you exactly what you need to have in place in order to be compliant with the IRS rules. Because hiring your kid is one thing. I always talk about three stages of hiring your kid, right? There is the pre-hiring, what you need to watch for. Can you actually hire your child. The second phase is onboarding your child. How do you actually onboard a child? What do you have in place? How do you pay that child? And then the third part is 
post-hiring? What do you need to do every year, every quarter in order to be compliant with IRS so they don't come after you hiring your newborn, right? So those are all the things included in the course plus the community, of course, like-minded entrepreneurial parents. And then I also have a Roth IRA for kids ultimate way of making your child a millionaire ebook. So that really goes through step by step what you need to watch for if when you are opening a custodial IRA for your child, because there are things that you need to be aware of. Absolutely. Well, we've talked about it at a very high level today. D, thank you very much for being here. If you want to learn more about these resources, I've got it, everybody, at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash kidsmoneyacademy. I'm going to work with D as an affiliate to try to get some of her information out there to help people. So again, that's marriagekidsandmoney.com slash kidsmoneyacademy. D, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Same here. Same here. I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much, Andy. Are you looking for someone to walk alongside you on your journey to family financial independence? Well, I would love to help you achieve your goals and help your family thrive. I work with couples, individuals, and families all around the US via video chat and can assist in the following areas. Becoming debt-free, growing your net worth, crafting and sticking to your budget, reviewing coast fire plans, developing strategies to build generational wealth for your kids, and designing your future work optional lifestyle. Doesn't that sound nice? <laughs> if you're interested in working with me one-on-one, you can book a time with me by visiting marriagekidsandmoney.com coaching. I would love to help you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Visit marriagekidsandmoney.com coaching to learn more, or you can click the link in our show description. If you're looking to improve your financial situation, it helps when you're able to cut out unnecessary costs. Cell phone services are a necessity for sure, but we don't need to be overpaying for them, right? That's why I like Tello Mobile, a phone service worth talking about. We've been fully on board as a family with Tello for over two years now, and we are so happy that we made the switch. For us, the reception and data service is better than Verizon, and our costs were nearly cut in half. Tello runs on the T-Mobile network and it's wowing new customers like us with their rock bottom prices and stellar service. With over 10,000 reviews, Tello is rated as excellent on Trustpilot, and this is quite rare in the wireless world. Nicole and I went for the unlimited data, minutes, and texting plan for only 25 bucks per month each. Isn't that crazy? You heard that right. $25 is their most expensive plan, actually. And Tello is running a special offer for MKM listeners right now. Check out Tello today at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. That's marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello and use the code MKM20 to get 20% off on your first month of service for any Tello plan above that $10 per month mark. Again, use MKM20 to get 20% off at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello, and you'll be supporting this show. Hurry up. The code is valid until April 19th, 2024. Marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. I 
love talking about increasing your net worth. This is our barometer for wealth building success. Today, we're going to speak with an investor who has grown her net worth to $500,000 by age 34. Christina Cardozo is our guest today. Christina lives with her husband, Silas, and her two children in New Jersey. And when she's not building her family's wealth, she loves to dance and spend time with her family. Welcome to the show, Christina. Hi, Andy. Thank you so much for having me here. Absolutely. I'm glad to have you here. And I appreciate your transparency and helping us all win and growing our net worth. So let's talk about how this all began. When you look back, why were you motivated to build your net worth? Yeah, so I'm actually a current teacher or educator in New Jersey, and I'm sure you're aware New Jersey is a high cost of living state. And being an educator, it's always been a struggle, right? I've always had to have a second job and so forth. So the reason we actually kind of stumbled across real estate a while ago, about 10 years ago. And I saw the power of being able to get more time using real estate. And that was kind of like the motivation to be able to learn more about the process and be able to have more time with my family and be able to grow our net worth because of it. That's incredible. I love that. So you're a teacher and then in your side time, you're investing in real estate as well. What does your husband do for income? Yeah, so my husband's actually a correctional officer. So teacher and correctional officer and real estate investor. Is that right? Yes. Awesome. Okay, well, tell us more about this real estate adventure that you went down and how you got started. So about 10 years ago, while my husband and I were looking for an apartment together, a place to live, we kind of, we realized that at the time, rent was pretty expensive and just running the numbers, it made more sense to actually buy a property than to rent a property. And so it was just a matter of like, all right, how about if we save a certain amount of money, we can get a property. And specifically at that time, now it's called house hacking, but at the time we didn't have that term for it. And so we were specifically not only looking towards being able to have a cost of living that was cheaper than rent, but we realized that we could potentially live almost mortgage-free by doing house hacking. So was this like a duplex or a triplex or did you have roommates? Like, how did that work? Yeah, so it was actually a ranch home. It was a single family home, but it had a walkout basement and the previous owners were actually renting it out. They were renting by the rooms and we decided that we didn't want to rent by the rooms, but we'd rather have like some type of family or a couple live downstairs. And so we pretty much focused on gutting it, making it really nice. Again, it had a walkout basement, so it's not like they had to go through our house. So that was the priority. It was a little bit of a fixer upper, but we focused on on renting, fixing that up and renting that out. And that was able to pay for the majority of our mortgage. That's incredible. So you eliminated one of the most expensive line items in a lot of people's budgets. It's that mortgage or rent cost. Is that right? Yes. Wow. Wow. That's incredible. Okay. So you've got extra money now because you're not paying a mortgage or rent. What did you do with that extra money? Yeah. So not too long after that, I was pregnant with my first son. And so that actually gave us the freedom to not have to need two incomes for, you know, for living purposes. And so I was able to stay home with my son for two years. And I think at that point, I really realized the power of real estate and I became so in love with the fact that I had more time freedom at such an early young age and I was able to spend this quality time with my son. 
That's incredible. So you guys bought your next property after that. Is that right? Yeah. So we lived in there for a few years, still again, renting out the downstairs portion. And then we bought another house, a slightly bigger house, but then we rented that first house out completely. And so at that point it was doing really well. It was actually able to not only pay for itself completely, plus pay for like half of our new primary house. That's incredible. Yeah. So it just started to stack from there. Now let's talk about this net worth because I understand how you've done a lot of these things. You've eliminated a lot of major expenses and utilized housing as a way for you guys to build your wealth. So what does your net worth consist of today? What makes up that $500,000 that I talked about at the top of the show? Yeah. So about 75% of that is coming from real estate. So that's including the equity in our primary house and plus other properties that we have that are out of state, our rental properties. Awesome. And then the other 25% is retirement, cash, things like that, uh, cars. Exactly. Okay. Yes. Yes. Got it. Got it. Okay. Well, that's incredible. When we talk about net worth, you're talking about the value of your properties minus what you owe on them. You guys have mortgages on the properties. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. Okay, got it. So that's a lot of equity that's probably built up in a really nice area of our country. New Jersey's got some great wealth. As you talked about, you know, it can't be an expensive place to live, but if you find ways to hack it like you guys did, it makes the process a lot easier. Now, let's talk about the debt side of thing, the liability side of our net worth. So you've got mortgages. Do you have any other debts that you're working on? Yeah, I do have a car payment and pretty much just the car payment and, you know, the the mortgages we have, but I'm all about buying assets that will cover your liability. So we do have another rental in a different form. Instead of a house, it's actually an RV that we rent out. And that, (laughs) it's pretty fun. And that actually pays for my car payment. Nice. I love how you you take (laughs) these assets and then you figure out a way to make income from them or at least drop the expenses so much that you guys can utilize your money to build your wealth. Now, you guys have had a really great trajectory as a couple and you've built these things up. Now you're at $500,000 at 34 and your husband's also in that range. I remember 35 years old. Is that right? Yes, that's right. Yeah. So what kind of dreams do you guys have now that you're at this half million dollar range, you're in your mid thirties, where you go from here with regard to building your wealth? And I guess what excites you next as you guys are growing and having these two kids at home with you? Yeah. So our goal is to be able to grow our portfolio to the point that we have 10 rental properties. Basically doing the math, that would be able to afford us both to be work optional. And so that's a goal of ours within the next five to seven years. And I personally have a goal of just educating people, specifically families and kids as well. Again, because I'm in the education space, I love talking about this, especially to our young people. So that is a goal of mine, just to be able to grow that side of the business. I love it. So you have an online business as well as your real estate business. So growing those two things could make you work optional. Tell people what work optional means. Maybe this is the first time they're hearing that term. Yes. So work optional is basically when you're able to wake up in the morning and you don't have to hit snooze or be upset that you have to go to work. Like you, if you want to go to work and you enjoy that job, but you're not forced to because you don't need that job in order to pay for your expenses. Not to say that I just want to be on a beach all day, every day, but I do want to have that option where I can speak at events, you know, like what I'm currently doing, provide 
providing professional development to families and doing workshops. That's kind of stuff I love to do. So work optional is all about just being happy and being content with the work that you're doing. Maybe that might consider working part-time or not working at all or being able to take some type of leave, whatever it may be, it's that you are in control of that and you've reached financial independence. So you make that decision if you are going to continue working. I love this. Now, so you've built your net worth up to $500,000 in your mid-30s. You have four properties that provide you income. What has this done for you as a family person, as somebody who's a mother with regard to your time? Yeah. So my kids have actually been on this journey with us. They've seen the properties. They've seen, they met contractors. My oldest son, who's nine years old, has helped assembled furniture. He goes, you know, I take them both with me to like have decor, like buy decor for the, the places. So I am so all about like transparency when it comes to building wealth, especially through real estate and talking about personal finance at home and just having like money conversations at home. My kids are very involved in the process and I'm just happy that they're able to kind of grow with us and learn at the same time. You know, they're able to see our mistakes and they're just having this on hands experience with us. This is maybe an opportunity for a Roth IRA if they're working with you in your real estate business. Is that right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I love it. Okay. This is how <laughs> generational wealth is built, everybody. Christine has given us a great example. Now, somebody's listening and they are inspired. Maybe they're checking their net worth for the first time and they're realizing, oh man, I've got a negative net worth or I've got a, a $0 net worth. If somebody wanted to grow their net worth like you have, what advice would you give them to get started? Yeah, I would just say continue educating yourself, listening to podcasts like this, even following social media accounts where you're learning from other people, being able to go to meetups or just network networking with people who are at the place that you want to be at, being able to pick people's brains and so forth and never stop reading. These are all areas that you can grow and it doesn't take that much time. And once you have this desire and this passion for it, you will see that you'll just begin to take off. I love that advice, Christina. That is fantastic. Yes. Find people in the place that you are or that you want to be and then do what they do, right? So if people want to learn more from you, talking about following somebody with a great example, if people want to follow you and learn more from you, where's the best place for them to go? Yeah. So you can follow me on Instagram at she runs the numbers. I I'm constantly posting about my journey with real estate, personal finance, even giving tips in terms of like what to do to have more money talks in the household. Yeah. So you can send me a message and connect with me there. I love it. Christina, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me here, Andy. As a quick reminder, this show is for entertainment purposes only, my friends. Be sure to seek out a professional for your specific financial situation. Before we go for the day, I wanted to let you all know that if you like these interviews and you kind of want to see like video of them, you should check out my YouTube channel, man. We have almost 7,000 subscribers on there now. Each Wednesday, I share a new video where I'm talking about family financial independence stuff. And then on Thursdays, I share these awesome interviews. So if you wonder what these people look like, or if you want to cycle back into certain parts and, you know, watch the videos, that's a fun thing you could do on 
Marriage, Kids, and Money, the YouTube channel. So go to youtube.com slash marriage, kids, and money and hit that red subscribe button. Man, would you make your buddy Andy smile? (laughs) I'd really appreciate your support as I'm growing this small business. YouTube.com slash marriage, kids, and money. It's free. You just hit the red button. You don't have to pay anything. It's just a nice way to check out the videos and uh, help your buddy Andy out. All right. Hope to see you there. In the spirit of growth and inspiration, I'm going to end the show with a quote today from Eleanor Roosevelt. It takes as much energy to wish as it does to plan. Let's create generational wealth for our family today, my friends. Carpe diem. 